The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. <laughs> yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a Finish Strong Friday presented by DraftKings, America's number one rated sportsbook app. As you can tell, it is also a West Point Friday for me. Did the Eagles-Giants game last night? For Westwood One, then drove up to West Point, New York. I'm doing Mercer and Army tomorrow at noon Eastern, CBS Sports Network. Highly encourage you to check it out, by the way. Mercer runs a lot of wing T stuff, uh, which is really cool and fun to watch. Should be a good game. But, yes, that's why my background is a little bit different here on a Friday. It's not just a finish strong Friday. It is a winner's Friday. I want winners. I want people that want to win. So do we, Mike Singletary. And we got a lot of people entering this week, which is nice. At least for the spread the word winner. The winner this week is Rory Buckley. And all he had to do was follow at Ross Tucker Pod and like one of the Instagram clips, one of the highlight clips from the college draft. Emory Hunt talking about whether or not Justin Fields could overtake Trevor Lawrence. For the number one overall pick, Rory Buckley on Instagram liked it. Thank you, Rory. Send me an email, ross at rostucker.com. I'll get you one of these awesome press passes I've been collecting over the last few weeks. Or a signed picture or signed football card if you'd prefer. Same with the sponsor confirmation email winner, Dan Lawton, who rated and reviewed the show on the Apple Podcast app. That helps too, man. That counts, Dan. That's a good sponsor confirmation email winner in my mind. You rate and review the show, I'll count it. Thank you, Dan. You are the sponsor confirmation email winner. And YouTube's a little bit different now, Bri and listeners, because I think now that we're over 1,000 subscribers, it doesn't tell you every time somebody subscribes. So now I'm going to have to pick a YouTube commenter every week, someone that subscribes to YouTube and then makes a comment because I still do get notifications and try to reply to every comment I get at youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Otis Jones Jr. is the YouTube shout-out of the day. In terms of the patron shout-out, we're racking them up, man. 
patreon.com slash RT Media. People want to be able to see our even money bets and our Friday picks, which is what we do here on a Friday, the press box, food grades, power rankings, etc. People want to be able to see those in print on our private Slack channel for the Tuckhead. So shout out to Skeeta Skeeta. I don't think that that's a real name. I don't know. I don't care. Skeeta Skeeta, you get the patreon.com slash RT Media shout out. Congratulations. It's Big Show time. The, the Big Show. Morning, Ross. Well, the uh, Eagles come from behind to beat the Giants 22-21. You were there. I, I just want to get your uh, takes on this and food press box and everything. But one of the few bright spots for the Giants was the 80-yard almost touchdown run for Daniel Jones. Here's how it sounded. Shotgun formation. Jones fakes it. Now he runs. He's got a huge hole. 25-30. And there he goes. Daniel Jones stumbles down at the 15. He could not get there. Running out of gas. Jones had nothing but green grass in front of him. And that typifies what this has been all about. He is down at the 8. That was Ian Eagle and yours truly, Bry. That was one of the most memorable plays that you will ever see in the NFL. I mean, people will be talking about that and showing that for years. For those of you who didn't watch, check it out. It's all over my Twitter, at Ross Tucker NFL. Encourage you to check it out uh, because it's pretty hilarious. And, you know, there's a lot to it. But Daniel Jones, 80 yards, Bri. We looked it up last night on the West One broadcast. That's the longest non-touchdown run by a quarterback in NFL history. Or at least since the merger. They don't have stats before the merger, you know. But since the merger, the longest non-scoring run by a, by a quarterback. So it was history. And you know this, Bri. You know, as a color commentator – one of the rules slash cardinal sins is to step on the play-by-play guy while he's making the call. You, know, you don't want to do that on television either, but it's especially bad on radio because people can't see it, so they're only listening to what is going on. Um, but I couldn't help it. I, I never step on the play-by-play guy intentionally. I never jump on I never. I just don't do that because I know what it's like when you're in the car or listening to a game. But, Brian, I, I couldn't help it. I mean, I, I, I couldn't help it. It was objectively hilarious. It was right in front of me. And you could see it coming for, like, 15 yards. And, uh, you know, I, I'm gonna, I'm hoping to get the full audio of it from Westwood One because I then said, you know, what made it so funny, I said, sorry, Ian, but what made it so funny is you could see it coming for 15 yards. You got you to watch it if you didn't because he's, like, stumbling – and I think the expression I used was he got out over his skis. So if you've ever skied, he got out over his skis, which is kind of what happened there. So, yes, it was uh, hilarious, memorable. It's all over social media. Uh, it's kind of funny. I'm, you know, I know Daniel. I've met him before. I, you know, feel bad for him, but I'm thankful for him that they still scored a touchdown on that drive because if they didn't. That would re- the fact they lost the game. Can you imagine if he didn't score, Brian, and they lost that game the way they did? 
I mean, he would be, I mean, he already feels bad, but he would be feeling awful, awful. So I'm glad that they were at least still able to score a touchdown on that drive. Um, you know, there's a lot to say about the game last night. We got to start, though, in the press box. Brian, I don't know if you saw my tweet, but, you know, I've come to lower my expectations this season, okay? I get to Lincoln Financial Field, and first of all, they have out all of their snacks ready if you want them. So all kinds of chips like Doritos, Rice Krispie Treats, M&M Snickers, Twix, Hershey bars, unbelievable. Then all kinds of nuts and Philly pretzels, just really cool. Then I'm talking to the uh, cafeteria staff, the dining staff, and they said, you know we have a hot meal. I said, no, it's up right there. Check it out. We serve you. So they serve you. You tell them what you want, and they serve you as you go through the line. Bri, Cobb salad, which was delicious. Grilled skirt steak, I had two. Lobster crab cakes, I had two. Eggplant ravioli, I had more of the sausage, broccoli, uh, tomato sauce. Little bit of brown rice, no need for the roasted root vegetables. And I actually didn't have any of the cookies or chocolate cake because I had already put a Twix or two in my bag previously. A plus for the Philadelphia Eagles in a pandemic. All of it was very flavorful, good sauces, good flavoring. I mean, it was it was very, very impressive. As always, at Ross Tucker NFL or at Ross Tucker Pod, you can see pictures, videos. I even took a picture of the menu. It was absolutely legit by the Eagles. Speaking of legit, the game itself was interesting, would probably be a good way to describe it. The Eagles actually came out and marched on their first drive. Wentz was in rhythm, using his uh, arm, his legs. Deshaun Jackson uh, was able to make some plays before Wentz actually gets in for a touchdown. So it was like, all right, it was good. But then the next drive, bad Wentz came back. And bad Wentz took a sack. Um, had another sack that was bad, missed a wide open throw, and that led to a touchdown pass by Daniel Jones to Golden Tate, which is a nice play. Wentz got in rhythm again, but only a field goal drive. Then Daniel Jones threw an interception where it was too hot for Evan Ingram. Now, Evan Ingram still should have probably caught it. That's kind of a theme last night. We'll get to that. But it was too hot. Goes to Jalen Mills. The Eagles drive down and – an absolutely terrible interception by Wentz to James Bradbury. I think he was trying to throw the football away. I haven't heard what he said yet. I think he was doing that. But that, I mean, it was, there was a stretch there where it was really just bad football. Deion Lewis fumbled. Uh, that led to a miss where Travis Fulgham should have caught a touchdown pass. And then Jake Elliott missed a 28 yard field goal. That's how the first half ended. 10-7 Eagles, a lot of mistakes. But then the second half, Daniel Jones had that 80-yard that run that we played that you can check out. That led to a Wayne Gallman touchdown. Giants up 
Wentz made some nice throws uh, before a couple runs, nice runs by the Eagles. They get to fourth and three, and they throw a fade route to Hakeem Butler, who's never caught a pass in the NFL on fourth and three. I was stunned. Throw it to Fulgham if you're going to do that. But a fade route's not even a high percentage play. Uh, then uh, the Giants, Sterling Shepard had a touchdown on that next drive, Brian. The Giants went 97 yards and seven-something minutes, 15 plays, touchdown pass to Sterling Shepard, 21-10 Giants, and you're thinking they're going to win. I mean, the Giants are going to finally beat the Eagles. They never beat the Eagles. Nope. Wentz throws a bomb to Hightower and then a rollout to uh, Ward for a touchdown. Another bad two-point conversion play. This one to Jalen Hurts for the Eagles didn't work. And then the Giants actually, Bri, had some nice runs. They're going to run the clock out. On third down, Daniel Jones throws a perfect ball to Evan Ingram, who just drops it. Game would have been over. Giants would have been able to run run the clock out. Evan Ingram, two critical drops, especially the last one. Wentz able to make big plays down the field to Fulgham. And then a tremendous throw to Boston Scott for a touchdown. Eagles win. Go for two again. Another bad two-point play. Eagles win 22-21. Wild game. My one unit with the Giants getting four points. One. Unbelievable that I pushed on the total 43. With a missed 28-yard field goal, we had three um, failed two-point conversions. I mean, you got to be kidding me. you gotta, you got to be absolutely kidding me. Brandon Graham closed out the game with a sack. Other takeaways for the Giants, Andrew Thomas consistently oversets and gets beat, beat inside the left tackle. I don't get it. I don't understand why he oversets so much. Carson Wentz still takes sacks and has intentional grounding that he shouldn't. I don't know if he's ever going to get that out of his system. And he had the terrible interception that I mentioned. But the Eagles are in first place after all of that. It would have been, if they lost 21-10, if they lost it all, it would have been disastrous in Philadelphia today. Instead, they found a way to win. And as I mentioned, up one unit on the Even Money podcast, according to the bets at DraftKings Sportsbook, which is still giving all new users the chance to earn a sign-up bonus up to $1,000 when signing up using promo code ROSS. DraftKings Sportsbook has endless ways for you to bet, from live betting to betting on your favorite players. They do it all. Don't worry if football's not you. They got MMA and baseball, but football is you. You're listening to my show. So just download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code ROSS when you sign up. Get up to $1,000. That's code Ross. Get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. Limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey or PA only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match. Each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Want to know which team is going to win every single game on Sunday? Then listen up. Battle of the Unbeatens. We'll start there, Ross. Pittsburgh at Tennessee. This game is going to be awesome. 
love, I mean, obviously this game was supposed to be earlier, but I love that we have it this weekend. I think it's the marquee 1 p.m. Eastern time game. I think they're both good teams. I'm a little surprised that the Titans are favored. It's only one point, but the Steelers clearly, I know the game's in Tennessee, but the Steelers clearly have a better defense. And I think their offense can go toe-to-toe with the Titans' offense. The Titans' defense isn't very good. So I like the Steelers to win the game. I think they're the better team. I will go 27-23. And I guess even though they're only one-point favorites, Bry, you can let the doggies out. Ross's Underdog of the Week. The Dallas Cowboys at the Washington football team. Yep, and I mean, I, I don't know how you pick the Washington football team, although they did play better last week against the Giants. They were within a two-point conversion of winning. I think this will be a, a – you know, it's hard to know, okay? Do the Cowboys kind of pack it in after Monday night and all the infighting, or do they bounce back and play better? I don't have a very good feel for this game, but they were so embarrassed Monday night. I have to think that they play better than that. So I'm going to take the Cowboys to win the game. They still have more talent than Washington, and they were embarrassed. You'd like to think as men, they'll come out and have a better performance. I'll say 26-23 Dallas, and they are also – Catching a point at this point, so you can let the doggies out. Ross's underdog of the week. Buffalo Bills at the New York Jets. So, obviously, I think the Bills are going to win. The Bills are going to win. This would be a great survivor pick. You know, if you haven't used the Bills yet, you should use the Bills. Now, a lot of people are going to use the Bills, so if they get upset, maybe you should pick something else because I think the Jets will probably find a way to win one game. I just don't see that one game being this game. I'll go Buffalo. Buffalo's just too talented. They're not going to lose three in a row. I think Josh Allen plays better. I don't even think Jamison Crowder is going to play. So I'll say Buffalo – They get back on track. Buffalo, 31, New York, 17, something like that. Carolina Panthers at the New Orleans Saints. Really looking forward to this game. As you heard on the Even Money podcast, by the way, um, not only on our private Slack channel, Bri, for Tuckhead Patreons, patreon.com slash RT Media, not only are we now posting all of our bets, Steve and I's bets, for those of you that are driving or working out and you can't write it down when you listen to Even Money Podcast, we're trying to make it easier for you guys. If you uh, become a Tuckhead, patreon.com slash RT Media. But we got some a recommendation from one of our listeners that Steve and I give a lean no matter what on Even Money. So basically just say, look, I'm not going to bet the game. If I had to, I'd probably bet X or I'd probably bet Y. It's not an official play. But that way you guys know if we had to go one way or the other, which direction we would go. So I think people are excited about that. 
Uh, this is a game where I really like the Carolina Panthers catching the points. I don't think they'll win the game. Michael Thomas's status is up in the air. I just don't understand why the Saints are favored by so much. Saints haven't really blown anybody out. The Panthers haven't really gotten blown out. I think it's a good competitive game. I think it's 31-28. New Orleans wins kind of a shootout. Um, so I think, yeah, I think that's how it goes. I wouldn't be shocked if Carolina wins the game. I don't think they will, but I certainly don't think they'll lose by that many. I think they'll bounce back from maybe their worst offensive performance of the year against the Chicago Bears. Green Bay Packers at the Houston Texans. Fascinated by this one because you've got a Texans bunch that's clearly played better under Romeo Cornell than they were under Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien, clearly they're playing much better at this point. So that's number one. Number two, you've got the Packers who were slaughtered, absolutely slaughtered by the Bucks on Sunday. Was that a formula for playing against Green Bay? Is that something that Houston can replicate? The answer is no, because Houston's defense is not nearly as good as the Bucks' defense. I think Houston will be able to score some points. I just don't think they'll be able to score enough. Another pretty good scoring game here, Bri. I'm going to say 31-27. The, uh, the Packers are able to hold off the Texans. Cleveland Browns, Cincinnati Bengals. The Battle of Ohio. I am going to check out this game because it's similar to what some of these other games we've said. I'm curious to see how Baker Mayfield looks after, you know, he's. they say he's feeling better from his injury. If you remember, the Browns kind of dominated the first game, but Burrow was able to get some scores late to help the Bengals cover the, the point spread, which, by the way, I think it was like six that night. It's only three now. The Bengals did a nice job scoring. The Bengals just can't finish games. They just can't, other than the Jags game, they can't find figure out how to win yet. I don't think they'll do it in this game. But I do think how Baker performs and his health is a key part of this game. I'll say Cleveland 26, the Bengals 23. Detroit Lions, Atlanta Falcons. I don't really understand the betting line on this one either. I don't know why the Falcons are favored. I, I guess it's some of the advanced metrics, yards per play stuff. You know, I think these are very similar teams. I guess because it's in Atlanta, maybe is why they're favored. I, I don't know. There's not much of a home field advantage. I like what I've seen from Detroit. It really, I guess, comes down to whether or not you think that the Falcons are just going to play better under Raheem Morris or it was a one-week boost? I'm going to say it was a one-week boost. They come back down to earth. This is a game, if you're Matt Patricia, and you want to have any prayer, any at all, of winning, you've got to play and, and win this game. Any, any shot for Patricia of keeping his job, he's got to win this game. And I think he will. A lot of points in this one. 35-34 Lions. You can let the doggies out, Brian. 
Cross's Underdog of the Week. Who let the dogs out? The NFL made a switcheroo yesterday, and uh, instead of Seattle, Arizona in this window, it's now Tampa Bay, Las Vegas. Explain. Well, so they found out Trent Brown has tested positive for COVID-19, the right tackle for the Raiders. They found out that the other starting offensive linemen have, in fact, been close contacts with Brown. You're considered a close contact, I believe, Brian, if you are around someone for 15-plus minutes in a row without a mask, is my understanding. So my first question would be, how does that happen? Like, the, the, these teams should be structuring things so that Trent Brown is not around the other offensive linemen for 15 minutes in a row without masks. That's a major failure for the Raiders. And if I'm the NFL, I don't push back the game or anything like that to benefit the Raiders. They've got five other offensive linemen. They can move two other guys up from practice squad. That's a failure on their end based on what I've been told and what I've heard about what they did. There's also an investigation going on about whether or not Trent Brown always had his contact tracing bracelet on and whether or not he was always wearing a mask. So it's like the double and triple whammy at this point there, Bri. And Jonathan Abram, the safety, is in the same boat. So I guess if the offensive line tests uh, negative today and again tomorrow – they can play on Sunday. So that's where they'll be at. But they'll they'll do so without having any practice time. No practice this week. So for John Gruden, it'll be, do I play the backups who practiced or do I play the starters who didn't? He's going to play the starters who didn't. It seemed to work out pretty well for the Tennessee Titans against the Bills a couple weeks ago. But it's not ideal. And I think the NFL, Brian, you know, if these other guys test positive, you know, the incubation period, if more Raiders test positive, then they're going to have to push it back. I think the NFL just wanted to make sure that they have a game in the Sunday night window. You know, they wanted to make sure. And that's a good game. Cardinals against the Seahawks, clearly a good game. They can move the truck from – Vegas to Arizona, the TV truck for NBC. So they're able to do it pretty seamlessly, actually. And this way, NBC definitely has a game Sunday night going against, uh, I guess, is it the World Series? No, there isn't the World Series, I don't think, that night. I don't know. Uh, as for the game, Bri, I thought the Bucks were going to win anyway. Now I really think the Bucks are going to win. Out on the Even Money podcast, I laid the points with the Bucks. It was two and a half. I don't. I think the line's taken down for right now because the uncertainty. But I will take the. Uh, I'll take the Bucks to win the game. I thought they'd win it anyway. I think. I think they're the best team in the NFC right now. Uh, to be honest with you, I think. I, I think that's what my power ranking said. I'll say, Tampa Bay twenty-seven, the Raiders seventeen at this point. Jacksonville Jaguars at the Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers would actually be a pretty decent. Sneaky survivor pick this week, Brian. If you still are, if you're still in the league, and you don't want to take the Bills because what if they get upset and the whole everybody gets knocked out? Then go ahead and take the Chargers because the, I just can't picture the Jaguars winning that game. 
Chargers coming off a bye. We know that Justin Herbert's playing well. And now Joey Bosa's healthier and Melvin Ingram's back. So good luck, Gardner Minshew. Good luck, Jags. Chargers 34, Jags 20. Lock them up. Your survivor slash knockout slash whatever you call it, pick of the week. San Francisco 49ers and the New England Patriots. So, really looking forward to this game. Don't really know what to expect. I think the Niners will play like they did last week, which is pretty well. I really don't know what to expect from the Patriots. I haven't even seen which guys have come off the COVID list. I need to look that up. Shaq Mason and some of these guys, Sony Michelle, if they've come back off the COVID list or not at this point. I still kind of like the Niners. I just don't think – I mean – it's rare for the Patriots to play that poorly two games in a row, so I guess they'll bounce back. But who knows, man? I, I mean, I at this point, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna ride with the Niners based on how the Patriots looked. I'll take the Niners, and I'll I'll say that they win an ugly game, twenty to seventeen. You can let the doggies out again, Brian. Ross's underdog of the week. Next game, it's the Kansas City Chiefs at the Denver Broncos. I will be there, Ross, and I was looking at uh, what the weather's going to be like, what I need to pack. Uh, A high tomorrow when I get in, 60-something degrees, 67 degrees. And then on Sunday, the low, 10. So... I don't know what uh, what we what the over under was when we when we did the even money podcast back on Tuesday, but I just checked it. It's forty six with ten degrees and a chance of snow. Are you are you changing your bet to the under? Ooh man! Well, it's already down to forty six, so I think it's come down quite a bit. It's a good good point, Bri. Good discuss. I think it's. I mean, there's no way it would have been forty six before. I can't remember what it was. But they've bet that down a lot already. So, no, I'm not. Uh, and I'm also – I mean, I think the Chiefs are going to win. I think Mahomes has said he's interested and intrigued to play in a uh, snow game. I love watching snow games. I kind of hope it happens. We'll have to see what ultimately happens there for the Kansas City Chiefs. I think they'll win the game. I, I, I don't think the Broncos are quite ready for this. Although the Broncos are playing better now. They got, got Drew Locke back. That's why I think I put one unit on them getting the nine and a half points. I feel even better about it now if it's in the snow. I'll say Kansas City 24, Denver 16. Sunday night football, it's now Seattle at Arizona. Right. Should be an awesome game. Russell Wilson and kind of Russell Wilson Jr., Kyler Murray, very similar quarterbacks. It's fun to watch these two guys go against each other. As Greg Cosell said on yesterday's Ross Tucker football podcast, he's just not quite throwing it as well as he needs to. That being Kyler Murray, that's the difference in the game. Russell Wilson will make the throws. He has to. Kyler Murray will not. Back and forth, fun affair. 38-35 Seahawks. Lots of points in this one. And finally, Monday Night Football, the Chicago Bears and the Los Angeles Rams. Got a good Monday nighter. I love when we have a good Monday nighter. Should be fun. I'm not sure why the Rams are favored by so much. They do a lot of that stuff on yards per play and all these like advanced metrics, but Bears are five and one. They play darn good defense. 
I think it's going to be a heck of a competitive game. I'll say Rams 20, Bears 17. So the Rams get the win, but the Bears very, very close. That'll do it for a finish strong Friday. Don't remind you guys enough. You know, you, you can buy like Ross Tucker podcast gear on the shop tab at RossTucker.com. So check it out. I've got T-shirts. I've got uh, I have the, the, the laptop stickers. You can put the stickers on your computer or on your fridge or whatever. Check it out um, over at RossTucker.com. Other than that, please subscribe to the YouTube channel so you can check a bunch of stuff out. Check out at RossTuckerPod for the highlight clips. If you haven't listened to the Even Money or Andrew Brandt's Business of Sports this week or College Draft, please do. Other than that, shout-outs to Pizza Boy Brewing, DynastyFreaks.com, Sporticulture, SteakhouseSports.com, and Vision Comics with an X. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feasts, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.